Welcome to Real Tech Hours, the podcast where we talk about tech during Real Tech Hours. In today's podcast, I want to take a look at the upcoming Google Pixel 4. But before that, there's some quick updates and things I want to mention. So first, a buddy of mine, Josh, he has a podcast called The Dial. So he gave me a shout out. This is my shout out back at him. He does a great podcast, about an hour and 20, an hour and 10 minutes every single time. Uh, at least the two that he has uploaded so far to Spotify. He just recently started uploading them. Most of them have been live. There will be links down in the description for you guys to check out. That way you can go and you can watch it live, 10.15 Eastern, or you can listen to him on Spotify if you can't catch him live. He does a sports and entertainment podcast, and it's pretty good. I'm not big on sports, and so what I really mainly listen for is some of his other content, the gaming related news that he did recently. One of them talked about the Modern Warfare beta. I really listened to that. So go ahead and send them on over. Give a listen. Second, we are now on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely fantastic. Super excited about this one. Didn't take nearly as long as I thought it would. But enough with that. Let's get into today's show. So as I said, I want to talk about the Google Pixel 4. And it's kind of exciting. It's coming soon, October 15th. They announced the date for the event. They're going to unveil it, show it to us, and it's going to be pretty awesome. And hopefully it... We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about what it is, hopefully, later on. So first, I guess I should say uh, a little bit towards their background in the space. So Google started by creating some Nexus devices with some phones, some tablets. They were in conjunction with, I believe it was HTC, did those devices and made them for them. Google was just kind of like backing with the software. Um, but it was a different kind. It was Android straight out the gate. Google had a little bit of hands-on in the development, but nothing too major. And then they dropped that line and started the Pixel lineup. A compl device completely made by Google, stock Android, and they're absolutely fantastic. So they've been t closer towards the higher-end range, $700-$800 for the top tier. Just uh, the beginning, what, summer this year? They released the A series of so the Pixel 3. So currently we're on the Pixel 3 and 3XL was released last year, October 15th. And this year, during the springtime, they released, or no, it was early summertime, they released the Pixel 3A and the Pixel 3A XL. They were lower priced budget devices and they sold really well, actually. They kind of bumped up Pixel's uh, lagging numbers compared to the rest of the market and they really carried them through at. 400 and 479. They were 399 and 479 respectively for the 3 3A and 3A XL. And then they also have a wireless plan. So they have the Google Fi wireless plan. It has two different tiers. So there's a $20 tier. So it's $20 a month plus $10 for every single gigabyte of data you use. And then there's the $70 tier, which is completely unlimited everything. On the $20 tier, though, once you hit $80, I don't know if they dropped down to $70. It might still be $80. Once you hit $80, it's just completely unlimited data, no restrictions. On the $70 tier, once you go past 22 gigabytes, you could potentially be slowed down, and video streaming is locked at 480p. Obviously, that's because they don't host the service. They just buy the space for it on the different bands and the satellites and whatnot from obviously that's from Verizon is one of Verizon's restrictions on their latest unlimited plans. So prior to the Pixel 3 reveal event, 
there were a massive amount of leaks and even full review videos of the phones when some of the devices supposedly fell out of a delivery truck. Now, this was pretty crazy, right? We just saw so much about this device leading up to the event. And Google, even in their in their uh, press release or keynote, I guess you should say, the, the presentation, whatever you want to call it, they showed a whole bunch of clips of just Twitter, of, of tweets on Twitter and images and clips of little videos that people had recorded, posted, whatever, and then they were like, oops, the device leaked. It's kind of funny. Um, but this year, it seems to be no different with the Pixel 4. We've seen tons and tons of pictures, and some people posted full reviews and breakdowns. Obviously, the software is still in beta on it, so they don't have the official launch device yet. But we have a pretty good idea of what it's going to look like. And even Google joined in tweeting a picture of the design at the back of the phone to confirm it will have the square camera unit, similar to what we've seen in the latest iPhone lineup, the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro, as well as the... Who else did the, the square? It wasn't Huawei. Huawei did the circle this year. I guess last year's Huawei device, that's what I was thinking of. Last year's Huawei premium devices, their Mate 20 series, had the square camera cutouts on the back. So it's, it's going to be a little interesting. Uh, they also released an in-depth breakdown of all the sensors and cameras that will be housed in the front of the phone. So up towards the top is going to have a pretty large bezel. But they're going to have some cameras, some sensors up there to enable a nice face unlock feature. As well as a Project Soli sensor, which is supposed to be a motion sensor. And it'll, it, it will enable some form of hands-free control of the phone. We've seen a little bit of this. Google did release a clip, I'm going to throw that in the description of this podcast as well, where a woman goes, shows her face to the phone, phone unlocks, she uses her hand to sw swipe through some tracks to skip to the next ones. It was pretty cool, and it should be interesting to kind of see how they integrate that and what else they do with the phone, with how else they allow you to control the phone using that sensor. So in this podcast, I want to take a look at the rumors so far, and then give some ideas for what the phone might look like. So currently, if you're in the market, I'd say wait, but you can jump on it. The Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL are on sale on Google's website, just buying them straight outright, $499 and $599 respectively. But if you go Google Fi, they're even more off. They're 50% off both devices, so that should put them around uh, closer to $400 and $500, I think. No, no, it should be closer to, um, let's take a look. It should be closer to 3 and, and 400. Google Fi, Pixel 3. Yeah, because I just saw that they had announced 50% off on those devices. 3A, 3A Excel. Oh, no, I guess they, I guess they, didn't, oh, no, only $300 off. I guess 50% off is over. That I saw that I don't I guess I saw that a while back. I didn't think so. That's that's fair. So yeah, they're they're pretty they're on sale. It's kind of lined up right now to be quite honest. If you think about it, we've got the the 3A at 399, we got the 3A XL at 479, we got the Pixel 3 at 499, we got the Pixel 3 XL at 599. So they're all pretty close in price range. So as for the specs confirmed by Google. Obviously, we already mentioned 
face unlock, motion control using the Project Soli sensor, as well as a new color. So they're going to go with a coral color. This just got released. They did some ad, I believe it was in New York, the Times Square there. They had a giant banner ad, and it showed an orange pixel device. It's very bright orange. Uh, they're calling it coral is what it's supposed to be. So now for some rumors and leaks, the first one, and one of the most interesting ones in my opinion, is astronomy mode in the camera. The camera is getting a complete overhaul. It's also adding a motion mode as well as improved night sight. But astronomy mode in the camera, that sounds fantastic. If we can take decent, like the Pixel already takes fantastic nighttime pictures, if it can take even better pictures of the sky at night and you can get some pretty nice shots of stars or the moon or something like that, and it's not like Huawei's huge scandal with their AI superimposing images over the moon, then that would be absolutely awesome. So as I mentioned, you know, rework camera app, uh, improved Google Assistant. This was teased at Google I.O. back in May when they released the 3A. Uh, super speedy and able to execute command after command with no pause in between. So they've registered four devices with the FCC this time around. So obviously to me that's signaling two top tier and two A-series devices, and they're going to launch them all at once instead of waiting until later and dropping the A-series in, in summer again. I think what they were trying to do with the A-series was they realized the same thing that Apple realized with, when they dropped the 10R, and it was, we need to drop a lower-end budget device for to capture more of the market. And so that's fair. As for rumored specs, a 90 hertz display. Now this would be awesome. A 90 hertz display is a fantastic addition to any phone. Honestly, the iPhone should have had it. It's kind of a little disappointing that they didn't. The OnePlus 7 Pro has it, and people absolutely love it. The Asus ROG Phone 2 gets 120 hertz display. That's absolutely insane. I believe the Razer has a 90 or 120 hertz display. I don't know off the top of my head, but there, people absolutely love them. They say they're absolutely super smooth, crisp, fantastic. Pixel's getting a little bit of a bump in the RAM department. Six gigabytes, notoriously having four gigabytes in the past. People always complain about that. And it starts at 64 gigabytes of storage, going up to 128. I believe those will be the two configurations. Snapdragon 855, obviously. You know, 855 Plus came out a little too late. They're supposed to have bigger batteries. The first device, the Pixel 4, is going to have a 2800, which is actually a little bit of a drop, because the Pixel 3 had 2915, while the Pixel 4 XL is supposed to have a 3700 milliamp hour battery, while the Pixel 3 XL had a 3430, so that's a, that's a sizable jump, and it'll be interesting to see. In the 4, we've got a bump in the screen size, 5.7 compared to the 3 having a 5.5, and the 4XL will remain the same as the 3XL at a 6.3 inch screen. Oh, excuse me, they will have dual bottom firing speakers. Not one of my favorite specs, talk about that in a little bit. And a single top speaker, hopefully this will pl also play all audio coming out of the phone, it won't just be for phone calls. So what would my perfect phone look like? Obviously, I'd love the larger device, I've got the Pixel 3XL right now, and I absolutely love the size of it. So 6.3 inch, 90 hertz, QHD plus AMOLED screen. That's asking for a lot, but it's, oh, I 
would be crisp. It would be so nice. Obviously, Snapdragon 855, I'm going to stick with it. 855 Plus, as I said, you know, came out a little too late for the development into this device. Plus, it's is it a big enough deal for the upgrade? Probably not, to be quite honest. Dual front firing speakers. Now, I'm kind of disappointed that they are shifting the speakers to the bottom. I love the front-firing speakers on my Pixel 3 XL. They're absolutely fantastic. If we could get them similar to the 2XL, where they were monstrous, oh, man, that'd be fantastic. I never had a 2XL, but I always like how those speakers look. A digital surround sound for Stadia use. Now, this is kind of one of my more really nitpicking kind of specs. Digital surround sound. That would be kind of interesting, especially with the their speaker layout that they've got going on here. If they have the two bottom firing and then the, the top one uh, on the front of the device also does audio, they can try to do something a little bit with the, some surround sound optimization, especially if they're pushing playing video games on and Stadia use. Some games play better just with surround sound, so a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of digital surround sound, nothing insane, obviously no native surround sound, but it would be nice to see. A ultra-wide as secondary back camera instead of a telephoto. Probably it's going to be a telephoto, to be quite honest, probably going to be a regular camera, a telephoto. I think it's a two-camera module setup, I don't think it's three. I don't remember off the top of my head what the picture looks like, but from what I remember, it is going to be with a regular and a telephoto. Pulling up one right now. And oh it could. It could have three. It looks kinda like three, but the top one could also be like a time of flight sensor or something, because it's not very it's not very uh how would you say it's not very um not very camera-y, just looks like kind of a little hole. It's probably going to be a time of flight sensor, to be quite honest, which is going to be a little disappointing, considering how nice an ultra-wide would be to go with their slamming camera software. But an ultra-wide, you know, an ultra-wide would be nice. Nice big scenery shots, especially nighttime, get a big ultra-wide astronomy mode shot. That would look absolutely fantastic. Astronomy mode. That's one of my... I threw that on the list as soon as I saw that that could possibly be in there. That's got to be in there now. Uh, improved battery life on both models. I'd like to see improved battery life. It doesn't have to mean size improvements, but just better better battery life. And then improved fast charging. Right now they're at uh, 10 watts max. I'd like to see it bumped up a little bit. Especially considering how we had to buy the stand, the pixel stand, if you wanted to uh, fast charging anything beyond 5 watts. And it'd just be kind of cool to see them bump it up. So what else are we going to see at this October event? Well, we could see a whole slew of devices come from them. We could see a new Pixel Slate. They did release a tablet computer hybrid. It's mainly a tablet, and you can hook up a, a keyboard to it just like you can an iPad. Now, people like the, the upper tier ones, but the lowest configuration, the, lo the lowest price configuration on there was ultra laggy, and nobody reviewed it well. Everybody said, you know, this is this should have been scrapped. It's no good. This is not a device anybody should buy, uh, not even in consideration, especially with the price range. I believe that one started at six something, and people were just so upset about how that one turned out. And it was tough, honestly. It, it looked nice. It looked very nice. It starts at 800 
Ooh, seven ninety-nine. Let's see if I can uh, uh, if I go in here if I can see the different. Yep, it starts at eight ninety-nine with the eighth gen Intel Core M3. M3. If you bump it up, spend another two hundred dollars, you get an i5 with a and you double your gigabyte storage. But still, I mean, yikes, man, that's just whew. people were upset about that one. A new Home Hub. And so if you don't know what that is, that is the Google Home with the screen on the front of it. It's pretty looks pretty nice. Hopefully you get some upgrades there. Pixel Buds. These were announced at last year's event and nothing ever happened. So I mean we have a version now where they're wired across the back like your your usual sports earbuds, but you know, we've got nothing beyond that. It would be nice to see them wireless, a new version to compete with the Galaxy Buds, the AirPods, the Jabra, Elite, like you name it, TickPods, all those. It'd be nice to see, especially if they were shaped kind of like how the Google, uh, how, kind of like how the headphones that come with the current Pixels look now. The USB-C headphones, those are fantastic fit, at least for me. They have built-in little wings. And they're adjustable, and I love them. They're fantastic. But, you know, it's it's wired. I like the wireless of my jobbers, so I continue to use those. A refreshed Chromecast. Now, this would be nice. I don't know what they do. Maybe they just up some of the uh, Bluetooth Bluetooth 5.0. Is what is it now? I don't even know the specs of this thing. But I'm sure they're going to do something. Maybe a nice aesthetic. Bump, uh, maybe some specs on the inside. So it's currently third gen. Maybe we'll see a fourth gen device. It, it's really, really up in the air, honestly. Yeah, I'm not. Maybe instead of micro USB, they switch to USB C. A little more compact design. Uh, or maybe they release an even an, an even better higher end one, like they have the Chromecast Ultra, which is 4K. That is the one that's shipping with the Google Stadia. But yeah, I honestly don't know what they're going to do in this department. It'd just be interesting to see. Maybe they'll just go to redesign, refresh, that kind of thing. And a new Pixelbook. So this is their laptop choice, I guess you'd say. Their, their, their laptop product, very similar to like a MacBook or a Windows. Oh, what do they call those? Surface Book? I think they call it the Surface Book. It's like the Surface, but it's not a Surface. It's a full-on, yeah, Surface Book. It's like a uh, laptop. They're pretty interesting. I like the Surface better, though. I like the I like the regular Surface. So some wild cards. What are some things we could potentially see come out of this event that are not necessarily expected, but would be kind of cool to see? So maybe what they're doing with Assistant, the next generation of Google Assistant, and more specifically, a Google Duplex update. So if you guys don't know what Duplex is, it's basically their AI system, which will help you do a couple things. So it can one, screen calls. Currently, it can screen calls on Pixel's devices. I know it does it on the three. And the two, I don't know if it goes back to the one, and I don't think they've extended it out to any other devices. 
but if somebody calls you and you don't recognize the number, you can hit screen call. Google will pick it up for you. Your assistant will answer it, and it will show you a live transcript of what they're saying. It's pretty sweet. I've got to say, I use it a lot, especially with the amount of spam calls that I was getting back in the summertime. And it works well. Also, in some cities, I believe it's only a handful or maybe just one still up north somewhere. I want to say New York City. I'm not 100% sure. They are doing where your assistant will make dinner reservations for you. So you tell assistant, hey, I need a table for six at 11 at this restaurant. And assistant will call and say, hello, I'm with or I'm a AI from Google or, or whatever they say. I don't remember what it's specifically. But it, 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 it does mention that it is a call ser calling service from Google, and it is an AI of some sort. And it, it tries to work through problems. So they showed a couple videos. They showed one where it ran through pretty easily talking to the person, and they showed another one where the person kind of threw some curveballs at it, asked it some questions, and it was able to respond to them and, and work around. So the person was like, yeah, I don't have, a, I don't have any reservations at the time. And then the our duplex was like, Okay, well, what about this time? What about this time frame? If we go from, instead of being 11, what if we say 12 to 1? Or somewhere around there. And then the person was like, yeah, I got something to 1. And then Duplex was like, fantastic. So let me confirm the reservation is 6 at, at 1, at, at wherever you guys are. And then the person was like, yep. And then it was like, thank you, and it hung up. It was pretty sweet. Um, if you haven't seen that, I definitely recommend searching those up on YouTube. They're pretty crazy. They did a, a, a they, like, 4 or 5 phone calls, I believe, and it was pretty cool to watch. Another wild card, Pixel Watch. Now, this was rumored last year, and then the head of design, supposedly the head of the Pixel Watch design team, scrapped it right before the event, and it never launched. Hopefully, they're coming out with something this year, especially after they purchased $40 million worth of fossil smartwatch tech. So, that was kind of an interesting purchase. A lot of people were saying, what are they buying all this stuff for? And hopefully, and part of the deal was that they're getting a little bit of, I don't know if they got a full team from Fossil to work on some smartwatch products, or if they just got assistance, but there's something along the lines of, of them of contracting out a team from Fossil. And hopefully that turns into a Pixel Watch. And finally, I guess I'd like to see a nice little Stadia update. That'd be kind of cool. Interesting to see if they have something for us and to tell us what's going on. So with all of this, I think that we're seeing something interesting come out of Google. And I think we're seeing them shift towards creating their own Apple ecosystem. So what do I mean by that? So if you look at Apple, they've got the iPhone. They've got the MacBook. They've got the Mac, the like the desktop PC. They have their watch. They've got their Air. They've got the AirPods. They've got every single device, and they all are interconnected. And you can be doing something on your phone, pick it up on your laptop. You can send files to other people. So you can AirDrop, I think is what they call it. AirDrop files to somebody else's phone, anybody who has an enabled around you. Um, a lot of interconnectability features. And I think that's what Google's going for. I think Google is full, going for the full gamut, the full monopoly here over your devices. They've got the laptop, they've got the phone, they've got Google Home. 
they've got this, all the other smart home items. They've got the Nest. They've got the thermostat. All that kinds of crazy stuff. They have the headphones. If they come out with a new set of Pixel Buds, they've got the cloud storage with Google Drive. They've got Docs, spreadsheets, slides to replace your Windows services. They have TV and entertainment. They have Chromecast. They have Stadia coming out. Maybe a streaming service. Kind of leaning towards no on streaming service every time somebody asks me. It's more likely that they'll remain a host for others to play through. Getting in a streaming game, especially now this late in the game with all these major players, it'd be a, it'd be high risk, probably very, very low reward, low chance of, of actually surviving. Because especially now that Disney's entering a space with Disney+, Plus, that's just a titan. And with Amazon out there on their death march towards stomping Netflix's throat into the ground. It's just not the space you want to be entering in right now. It is kill or be killed, and Google is not trying. I mean, I know they've got the capital, but it's not a good space. So I can see them remaining more towards hosting for everybody else. You know, you can play, they just added Prime not too long ago, Prime Video to play through Chromecast. You play Netflix, obviously Hulu, Disney Plus when it comes out. So it'll be kind of interesting to see where they take it. I think from this presentation, we'll really see where they are going to try to line themselves up in the future, how they're going to bring their ecosystem about, because I, I strongly feel the more that I just see everything that they're trying to do, everything, all their ads saying, hey, you know, you can be working on your Pixel and you can carry it over to a Pixel book. Look, we've got Chromebooks that are ultra cheap. They're like 200 bucks and they're super easy. It's just, you know, Chrome and then and then a couple other apps on there. And that's all you need because you got Docs online. Like who needs Word from Microsoft anymore? And it, it's just crazy. I don't think they're going to go after, I, I don't think they're going after Microsoft in the sense that Microsoft is a huge corporate seller, like corporations going out and buying, uh, what do they call it, Microsoft Office 365 bundles for everybody in their office. They can have Word and uh, Excel and PowerPoint and all those kinds of things because those is the, everybody, Microsoft has a death grip in that space. Somebody's really going to have to come up with something innovative. Especially now, recently, with Microsoft launching their Teams, trying to kill off Slack. I mean, they're just, anybody enters their space, and they just replicate and step on the throat, absolutely crushing the competition. Somebody's really going to have to innovate and offer something similar to a 365 offering at the price point, which is now, I think, I was watching a video just this morning by Scott Galloway over at Section 7. He's absolutely fantastic. Uh, section four, sorry, section four. Is four or seven? I'm not exactly sure. It's some new company he's starting. But anyway, he's talking about how Microsoft is trying to kill off Slack, and they offer everything in their ecosystem for $5.99 per employee that you have, whereas Slack is $6.67 for its lowest plan just by itself. And he was talking about how you need to Slack needs to partner with somebody to offer a bundle. I think that's really where somebody's gonna have to go to break into Microsoft Space here. They're going to have to offer something that will provide a equal amount of value to these corporations just to try to break Microsoft's grip hold. But I don't see it happening anytime soon. But you never know. Somebody could pop out of nowhere with something. So back to Google, you know, I, I just see them going after the average consumer. 
I see them really focusing on the same market Apple's trying to focus on. Apple obviously is offering the luxury, but Google is going to offer the experience. Google's going to offer the speed, the efficiency, and the lower price points. And I see that really winning out in the end, unless Apple really, really starts to focus on bringing down some prices, selling some less some more inexpensive devices like they did this time around, bringing their iPhone brand down to $700, down to their $700 phone, as well as all the screen time they gave that lower end um, iPad. It was like $349 or something like that. They gave that a ton of screen time and everybody's like, why are they announcing this? Well, obviously they're announcing it because they're afraid, right? They've got to, they've got to shift to this changes that are occurring in the consumer's market space. And they've got to start offering value over over luxury. People are increasingly looking for performance in these spaces. And it'll just be really interesting to see how Google's going to play this out at the next presentation. And with that, we'll go ahead and finish up today's Real Tech Hours. Today we looked at Google's upcoming Pixel device, as well as a discussion on what I see as their game plan being coming up here soon and how they're going to start shifting their offering. As always, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also tune in to Anchor.fm, Breaker, CastBox, SoundCloud, Radio Public, and tune in to find us there as well. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at RealTechHours, to stay up to date with the latest podcast news and updates. If you have any questions, comments, or you want to reach out, send an email to RealTechHoursPodcast at gmail.com. It could be topic recommendations, articles, questions, comments, just about anything. Just send an email to realtechhourspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me during these Real Tech Hours, and I will catch you all next time. Peace.